There's a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. Students and scholars, friends and relations, welcome to the Brothers Dim podcast, where we discuss the tales written down by the Brothers Grimm in the early 1800s. My name is Phil. Yeah, my name is Mike. And today we're going to be discussing Grimm's story number 17, The White Snake. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, I thought, before we get too into it, is that, now is that where White Snake got their name? I wondered the same thing. I just assume that like that like those nerds <laughs> God, well, there's were looking assumption. through trying to figure out a cool band name and they were like, let's look through Grimm's fairy tales. I bet there's something cool there. <laughs> it's the only book in the room. They only have they had <laughs> they didn't have a copy of Ayn Rand. Do you have a do you have a top favorite White Snake song? I can only think of like three White Snake songs. I can I can only ones. think of one, I think. And it's not okay. a favorite. Okay. In fact, in fact, reading this story uh, put White Snake in my head, and I was I was <laughs> peeved by it at best. I can only think of three songs, so let me see if it's one of the ones that peeved you. If that's one of the ones that irked you, uh, here I go again. That's the one. That's the one. And then uh, the only two other songs I can think of them are "Still of the Night." And oh, I know is, that. Yeah. Is this love? That's White Snake. Yeah. Huh. That one's yeah. not terrible. It's not, I mean, none of the, the sort of 80s metal ballads were terrible. Oh, they're all good musicians. Right. I mean, there's some bad ones, but there was a, you know, if you buy like a, if you listen to the top 20 metal ballads of the the, the 80s, I think you're going to have a good time. Well, I think the problem is that I burned out on all of them in the 80s and 90s. So I just can't, I can't do it anymore. White Snake aside, uh, that is also the name of Grim Story 17. And if you don't mind, Mike, I can run us through the plot. Please do. Once upon a time, there was a king who was revered throughout the land as being very smart, very on the ball. He had his fingers on the pulse of the community. And he was either magic or he had some incredible sort of spy network because he always knew what was happening. And the king also had a weird custom whereby after dinner, he'd always have one more dish brought to him and it was covered and nobody knew what it was in it because he wouldn't eat it until he was he was all alone. And presumably also the chef knew what was in it. I was going to say, that was my first question. But they they said, no, no one, no one could possibly know. But where did it come from? Yeah. The cook would have to know what was under the cloture unless you got a blind cook. But even then, uh, regardless, one of his servants finally gets curious. After he clears all the dishes away, he sneaks the dish with the the secret dish back to his room. He opens it and sees a white snake. Curious. He takes a, a little nibble. And upon doing so, he can hear all of the sparrows outside chattering away, and they're they're just chit-chatting about what's going on in the kingdom. Good thing for the servant that he could now understand animals, because lo and behold, the queen a, one of the queen's rings goes missing, and the servant is immediately blamed. And they say, okay, you have one day to either confess your crime, or if you didn't do it, find the person who did, bring him here. But if you don't find the person, we're just going to assume it was you, we're going to kill you. So the servant is forlorn, he goes outside, and he hears some ducks talking. One of them says uh, they accidentally ate the ring. I got a tummy so ache. Jo- <laughs> yeah, he had a tummy ache. He's like, I think it's that ring I ate. <laughs> <laughs> and 
You know that one from the queen's bedroom that I got? So um, Joy's news then. The servant grabs the duck, runs into the cook, said the line that made me laugh, said, here's a fine duck. Pray kill her. <laughs> and the chef says, yeah, she's spared no trouble to fatten herself and has been waiting long enough to be roasted. <laughs> it did. It's just a very silly thing to have happened. <laughs> like the cook's just starting his day and some guy runs in. He's like, look how nice this duck is. <laughs> kill it now. Um, cook's just like, all righty then. So anyways, ring, it was inside the duck the whole time. Uh, they see that the, the duck had eaten the ring. The king feels bad, says, well, okay, I'm sorry about accusing you, threatening you with death. Would you like to be my most trusted lieutenant? And the guy showing far more wisdom than most people in these stories says, you know, no, <laughs> that that's okay. You crazy asshole. <laughs> Just give me a little money and a horse. I'm gonna go see what's going on far away from you. So the king's like, all right, fine. Gives him some money, gives him a horse. Then the story kind of shifts gears a bit. At okay, this point, on. do you think you could say that here he goes again on his own? <laughs> Indeed, there he went again on his own. Story kind of changes a bit. He goes out riding and encountering countering a bunch of critters, all of them chit-chattering away. So he sees some fish caught in the reeds, and they're they're like, oh, we're going to die. He saves them. Right? He rides towards an ant hill, and then the king ant which maybe, I don't know if they just didn't understand how ants worked back then. But the king ant yells out. He's like, you jerks are always knocking over my ant hill. Terrible y'all are. So the guy says, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. He rides around him. And uh, the ant says, oh, thank you so much. And then he meets a couple of ravens who are too poor to feed their children, naturally. <laughs> so they abandon the chicks. But he finds the chicks. And he says, okay, I got a, a good idea. I'm going to kill my horse. And you guys can eat the horse. <laughs> Which I, I don't know. I guess the horse didn't talk and protest. <laughs> That's one of the questions I had was, what yeah. did the horse think? Was the horse? What did the horse not... say? <laughs> He's like, all right, horse, stand still. Okay. <laughs> Turns out what horses you, are stupid. What you doing back there? Oh, nothing. <laughs> it made me think of the the HL Disney question about like Goofy is a dog and Pluto is a dog. But Pluto's and a why, pet. So why can't Goofy why is Pluto talks? just a dog? <laughs> oh, well, the world may never know. Anyways, then he kills the horse. And now he's on foot, but the, the ravens are like, he's like, here you go. Ravens eat the horse. So, so they eat it. And the animals are like, we'll repay you someday. Finally, he rolls into a kingdom with a princess. They're trying to marry this girl off. But in order to win her hand, you have to do something stupid. And in this case, <laughs> what? it's find a golden ring at the bottom of the ocean. So he goes over to the ocean to take up this quest and wonder of wonders there's the fishes from earlier and they say oh hey we found this ring do you need this ring and he said that's the ring uh, so great so he goes goes back to the king he's like hey i found the ring princess is not thrilled that this lowborn rando is her new husband to be so she says okay well but there was there was a different thing you also needed to do <laughs> and you have to pick up all of these but wait <laughs> and she throws 10 sacks of millet seeds on the ground so okay you need to pick all these seeds up in the grass and then yeah. <laughs> and fill the fill the sacks back up from, you know, from the grass. And if you miss a single one, you don't get to marry me. But if you pick them all up, then then we can get married. So she goes to bed and he, the other guy's like, well, what am I going to do? And behold, here comes the ants that he he didn't even really save the ants. He just didn't <laughs> hurt the ants. But still, they they come over, they grab, they pick up all the seeds for him. In you know, in twenty minutes time, and fill up the sacks. Next morning, they come out. The sacks are full, and, and the prince is like, "Ah, damn it! Okay, well, there was. It turns out there was a third thing. <laughs> you got to go get me an apple from the tree of life. So I'm going to bed. I'll see you in the morning. See ya. So the, the guy doesn't know what how he's going to get out of this one, but here comes the ravens, 
and uh they just they say oh here you were you looking for an apple here, here's a tree here's an apple from the tree of life <laughs> nice golden apple so he's got the apple he gives it to the princess who now no more excuses they split the apple into two it acts kind of as a love potion and a live forever potion i guess they eat it they live happily ever after to a great age the end and luckily for him as well because he was out of animal friends that owed him a favor <laughs> so if those are wonderful coincidences yeah if the if if she had had a fourth thing but she didn't so they live happily ever after the end <laughs> mike <laughs> do you have any notes or a moral or a i can do a, i have i've got a movie pitch for you i'm well i'm trying to get better on morals okay <laughs> so what i've got here is be a friend to creatures great and small and you shall okay. be rewarded okay. unless yeah. unless you're that duck or his horse yeah <laughs> in that case you're <laughs> the duck that he just murders <laughs> and the horse who he also murders but maybe the, yeah. well no the duck could talk yeah i thought i thought that too i you know my first one was be kind to animals and if not that then just do do unto others as you would have them do unto you i guess if we're bringing it down simpler except for the duck and the horse animals. except <laughs> except <laughs> except for the duck and the horse it is arn thompson type 673 the white snake's flesh where each telling of the story is you you eat the snake and you can hear what animals are talking about and do what you will with that and they also i guess they throw in a little 554 which is called the grateful animals that one's a little more open-ended, whereby a person walks around, helps some animals, and then later on the animals help them back. Hmm. I know I've been talking about this a bit lately, but that that was a that seemed to be a favorite trope of Roberta Williams, the creator of the old PC point-and-click adventure game from Sierra Corporation, King's yes. Quest. And there's also they said there was also one bit, something called uh, 736, in which uh, which was the the Ring of Polycrates, uh, an old Greek tale whereby an animal eats a ring. And then they kill the animal and then they find the ring. And because of that sequence of events, some things happen. Someone is rewarded, but not the duck. Someone is rewarded <laughs> or someone is punished or, or you know, the gods are mad or they're happy or, or something like that. This version seems to be made up an original to Grimm, though none of the components are original. And even yeah. even the, the snake part. So there was like a, I, I read there was an Icelandic story where a hero named Sigurd, Sig Sigurd, Sigurd slew a dragon named Fafnir and after eating the dragon's heart he can talk to animals and then the white snake version is also was also quite well known and that's just that's that's how you if you want to talk to animals that's one way to go is you know as everyone knows you want to talk to animals you just eat a find yourself a white sniff and then just nibble on it a little bit <laughs> so that actually that leads me to a question I have okay so this guy got curious by the way we don't really talk about the fact that he totally broke the king's confidence and peeked <laughs> at this dish and then ate some of it. First of all, if you if you saw a snake on a platter, would you be like, mm, I want to try some of that? I mean, I know different cultures, different different things, but no, I don't. I'm someone not. someone offered me snake jerky before. I thought it was the grossest thing. I I, I could barely <laughs> I could barely keep it in my mouth before I was like, I can't have this in my mouth. I felt bad. I was like, well, it should be good eating. For whatever reason, it, it just it tasted it was so weird too. Yeah. I think if it if it was good, maybe, but it just it had the weirdest kind of oily quality to it that was just <laughs> really, really nasty flavor. But yeah, and there's there's no description of the preparation. So I I just pictured literally just like a dead white snake on a platter. 
yeah. which doesn't seem like the most. I, I I got the impression that the king eats this just to have the power. But my question is, if he breaks the king's confidence, tastes this thing, and now has the ability to hear animals speak for quite a while, at least, because this story goes on for a bit. Why yeah. does the king have to eat a whole snake every night? That's the thing. You only need to do it once. Maybe the king didn't know. Like, oh, I better <laughs> keep eating snakes. And it worked the first time. Uh, just keep going and finding more and more white snakes in this poor chef. <laughs> this and poor also, chef is just has to have a snake farm on his thing. <laughs> yeah, where are just, these snakes coming from? Yeah, he's just breeding white snakes. He's like, God, I don't, it's hard to get them to be albino. Uh, do they have leaves? He, he bleaches them. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Oh yeah, no, it's uh yeah, you're right. Maybe he has three snake leaves. <laughs> King only nibbles a little bit. He's just eating he, the same he, snake every night. It's the same snake every night that just keeps getting brought back to life. <laughs> Poor thing. Per the three snake leaves. I, in our I'd previous like to story. hear what that guy has to say. <laughs> I know this guy has a very interesting job. Yeah, so I I feel like this. I mean, that's that's strike one. I feel like strike two of this king not being very smart is. So he accuses this guy, this guy's apparently he happens to be standing there of stealing the queen's ring as he's yeah. the, the closest one there. Either you did it or you find out who did it or else you're I'm going to kill you. And then so the guy goes off. This king has the power to hear animals speak. Yeah. This guy comes back with a duck that has the ring inside it and doesn't doesn't suspect a thing. Doesn't think, "Huh, maybe this guy can hear and wait a minute. Maybe this guy's been eating my snake." Well, that's yeah. See, that's why the guy can't tell the king that he's hearing the duck. What the duck said, yeah. but also from the king's perspective, the guy comes and he's like, "Ah, oh, I didn't steal your ring. It was in this duck the whole time." <laughs> like, which, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it was it was in the duck." But you know, if you were accused of something, you and you had stolen the ring, and then I came back and I was like, "No, my liege, I, I you know we, we just I, you stuff it down the duck's." fucking gullet <laughs> but it was, in, it was in this duck so i'm innocent you can clearly see i'm innocent and the king's like oh it makes sense to me <laughs> it would not be that hard to hide a ring in, in no. the, inside the duck but when he when he heard the duck talking about having eaten the ring i thought it was going to turn into a story of this guy trying to figure out how he can have magically found the ring without the king figuring out that he heard the duck talking about it but instead you he's could, just like oh hey yeah this this duck has a yeah, he's he could be. No one's the too. wiser. I mean, he could he could just he could have just said, "I saw." No, I saw. You know what? I I remember <laughs> having seen this duck <laughs> up in the up in the bedroom. So I grabbed it and let's see if maybe the duck ate the ring. Oh, there it is. Oh, what a surprise! The tree of life had some neat things going on with it. I found that interesting. I at first I thought that was the tree of. Uh, I was thinking, do they? I, I thought, do they mean the tree of knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was the tree that had the apple that Eve? That's the one that got them kicked out of Eden. Was it yes. fruit from that tree? Yeah. But the tree of life was also in the Garden of Eden, just not the tree that got them kicked out. It's a different tree, which when you eat the apple, you gain eternal life, which the Catholics would have probably they would have known that. But then they they after that they. Adam and Eve got booted, so they didn't have access to it anymore. But that's why Adam and Eve are also like supposedly like I don't know, eight hundred years old according to doctrine. Do you have any further notes? I have a I have a pitch for a movie. I I can't pitch this one for a movie, so I'm curious if you, what you've got. Okay, so this either can be a standalone film, or I could see it being an ongoing cartoon, or like you know a manga manga style series. But um, 
<coughs> start is this so there's a king who seems to know everything and he's cruel uses his information to punish people throw them in jail he has a servant sort of a scoundrel type who uh who wants to know how the king always knows the plans of his friends who are you know you know ragtag group of thieves maybe we don't have to get too into them but we'll call we'll call the guy ziggy just as a play on sigurd who uh was the one that ate the fan fears uh harden could speak to him so turns out in fact that the king will occasionally put on a magic ring which allows him to talk with animals and the ring is shaped like a white snake so oh. kind of combining two of the themes servant sees the king doing this and at first is confused but he's very curious that afterward the king's just chit-chatting to animals seemingly but he you know he can understand it. he's got to go try on that ring so he finagles it so he, he gets the ring boom he hears animals all chatting with him he finds in uh during this one outing with the the first time he wears the ring he finds and helps the fishes finally he realizes it's, it's getting late he's got to get the ring back to the king before he's discovered and uh when he takes the ring off he bumbles it and drops it into the lake by accident king and meanwhile he, he goes to put on his ring so he can chat with the sparrows and find out you know his spy network he's not there ring's not there and he's pissed so someone saw Ziggy sneaking around in the king's chambers earlier, accuses him of stealing it. Of course, the ring's not on him, but he's now the prime suspect. So the king says, all right, you've been accused of treachery. You can either be hung or you can find the person who stole it. We do that beat. Off he goes. Here comes the fish. They come up and they say, well, good luck to you. We actually found two identical rings down there. <laughs> Only one is magic and the other one is just a fake. So uh, Ziggy brings up the fake ring says maybe we can look again in your chambers my leash well they do and he kind of palms the ring back into its place but it, it makes it look like it fell or something so great king apologizes ziggy makes haste to get on out of there and after he's over the horizon the king puts the ring on and realizes, uh-oh he's got the fake one the chase is on so that's act one act two is just uh ziggy helping animals out of jams and this can this is where it kind of it can turn it can either be a movie or a, or a cartoon because there's your story of the week Right. Uh, yeah. If it's a cartoon, you can, you know, you can stretch that for each, a while. Oh, you can stretch that for a long time with a with a new an each week is another animal adventure where we learn about animals on the way. <laughs> and in the background, the old king and his inept sheriff or whatever, some goons, they're chasing him <laughs> and he, he always gets away with the help of the animals. Act three, if it's a movie or wrapping up the series, if it's a series, he meets a princess. She thinks he's very funny. There's a bit of a courtship thing. And maybe he has to do some chivalric things for her to save the kingdom. Uh, you know, you have to find these, you know, the magic ring or the magic mirror, whatever the fuck she needs. He does with the help of all of his animal friends. Finally, the king, the, the old king shows up. There's a big confrontation, which he wins with the help of all the animals. And the king gets the bad king gets driven away by all these animals and, and over the horizon. And then the, the guy Ziggy marries the princess or whatever. The end. I like it. Can I, can I throw okay. in a twist that occurs? Yeah, to yeah. Absolutely. In Act Three, so you say he's doing these chivalric acts with you, with help of the animal friends, right? To to win this woman's love. What if she finds out that he's quote unquote cheating, and is she likes him, but she's upset about that? Okay. In the in the the in the final face off, Ziggy wins, but the ring is destroyed, and he's despondent that he doesn't have this power. But she realizes that now that he doesn't have the ring, she doesn't have to worry about him you know, fooling her. I, it's, it's this, I'm making it sound crappy, but like him not having the ring makes him more appealing to her. Okay. He's afraid that she's not going to love him anymore because he can't do these chival chival chivalric things. I'm interested in the ring getting destroyed. 
I because I don't know that he has to hide. I, well, I guess you if it was a cartoon, you would hide it. That you know, I don't know for whatever you yeah. know, same reason why they had to hide that He Man secret identity or whatever was like. Which yeah. why were you hiding that? I don't. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe the king gets it after all, despite Siggy having won, and then the animals all gang up and attack the king. And then the ring ends sure. up in a duck. I don't know. The, <laughs> the ring gets, I'm, yeah, I like the ring getting destroyed. And then you can have like just one squirrel, whoever was his most faithful comedy relief. Oh, yeah, you got to have the sidekick. Yeah. You can have, even if they can't talk anymore, they sort of have a bond. But uh, that, I guess that's all uh, That's all I have. Same. Bring, Although, one okay. thing I noticed in, in your retelling and a couple of your mentions, clearly we are children of the 80s because. More often than saying the white snake, you say the white snake. (laughs) (laughs) And here he goes again. (laughs) And the princess is just sitting there wondering, is this love that I'm feeling? And is this the love I've been searching for? Ooh, that's terrible. (laughs) And then still of the night, they find find a duck. Anyways, that brings us to the end then, I think, of Grim Story 17, The White Snake. Sleep tight, and we'll we'll see you next time. Don't let the white snake bite. Here I go.